0: Hi, this is Velvet Banks with the Power of Painting podcast. I'm only kidding. It's the White Tiger podcast, episode number nine.
1: We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by, and that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. Fifteen years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons, and he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to episode number nine
0: of the White Tiger Podcast. I'm your mildly attractive host, Craig Castelletto, and I am super stoked, gnarly, ill, dope, sick, slick, off the hook, crazy, insane, all that kind of stuff, excited about you being here. Thank you. I'm trying something different this week, and I started taking pre-workout before I actually record these episodes, so get ready. Because there's going to be some high intense energy. I may actually grab a set of dumbbells and start pushing them out while I'm actually doing this podcast. Oh, and by the way, if you hear me grunting or gasping for air, that means I broke out the 25s. So I'm struggling. So please, feel free to give me a hand. Because I really wanted to prep myself for the intense energy that I'm going to have to like throw out on this podcast. Because I'm talking about some really stu- stuff that really busts my nuts. And one of those things is the internet and why it completely sucks. And why we as society have a tendency to screw up anything good that comes out. Secondly, I want to touch base on the power of your thoughts and why all the shit that you see and read and listen to is having an impact on the way you think, the way you act, and who you are. And lastly, I've had a ton of people approach me and ask me, based on my background, my perspective on what the deal is with all of the school shooting and school safety nonsense that's happening pretty much on a weekly basis. It's absolutely getting out of control. I'm going to give you my two cents, and I think I have the solution to figure it all out. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So strap yourself in and get ready for your own personal audio eargasm. So as you can see from my intro, obviously I'm all pumped up today, and it's not just a pre-workout. I'm actually pretty passionate about some of the stuff I want to talk about here, one being the internet. Because to be honest with you, just like every other red-blooded American, I love the shit out of the internet. Who doesn't? You could click on, get anything you want instantaneously. You want to know about Kim Kardashian's waist size? You want to know who she's dating? I could find out in 30 seconds. You want to find out the scores of your favorite sports team? You could find that out in 30 seconds. You want to find out if the latest person that gets sucked out of a Southwest Airline window? You could find that out in 15 seconds. It's awesome. There's so much information. It's great. It's pretty much allowed you. I remember when I was a kid, and I used to do research for a paper, uh, and not that this was that long ago, but I actually had to go to this place called the library, and they had this shit called microfiche. Does anyone even know what microfiche is? I didn't even know what it was back then. But for whatever reason, I looked shit up on it, or through it, or whatever you want to call it, and I pretty much copied information and had to pretty much break out my sack of quarters that I had to put into the library copy machine to copy all the shit that I had to take off of it. So, thank you internet. But, just like with any other good thing that we have in our world today, we as a society have a tendency to really freaking screw it up. So, obviously it gave people a new method to do crazy, insane, nasty, demonic, and stupid shit. I could go on to another, have a full episode and explain to you what all those necessarily, those things are. And you may partake in some of those. And I'm not saying I have not. But, I'm just saying, it creates... And access for stuff that's really not necessarily positive so me in the process of being an internet fan I think just like everybody is to a certain degree especially now that you can get them on your phone right for I, I don't know how long it's been now god I sound like I'm freaking 100 but the point I'm trying to make is I can't even look up information that's like I want to look up anymore without getting bombarded by a bunch of bullshit ads about stuff that I don't want to see or hear and then god forbid and listen The marketers that work for these companies that post this shit are really good. They're good at roping you in on all sorts of stuff, whether it be, and it's all fear-based nonsense, typically most of it. It's usually health-related, and it's usually something that you're like, holy shit, I got to find out why, you know, scented candles are now causing cancer. I have to click on this link. And you click on it, and then you wind up getting duped by something because it tells you to buy some program, or it, it logs onto your computer, and then the next time you log on, you have 90 ads for scented candles. And it's insane. So it's like I can't even navigate to the information that I really want to look at without getting bombarded by all the bullshit. And it's obviously, you could tell, it bothers me. And I think it bothers other people. And if not, maybe you, go you need to talk to somebody because you could easily get hypnotized by all of the nonsense that's out there. I want to look up some information on a good book. I want to look up a good article on nutrition or whatever the case may be. I can't. Instead, I'm attacked by endless articles about how everybody hates Donald Trump, about Roseanne, about Jimmy Kimmel, viral cop assault videos, the Kardashians, about why every team in the NBA wants LeBron James on their team, like that's any new news that we haven't heard over the last 10 years since he started playing with the Cavaliers and then went to Miami and then so on. I mean, really, is there anything valuable here that I'm missing? I mean, and actually, by the time I actually put something into a search engine and actually do some, like, research... I'm like, I'm still getting bombarded by shit by action before I actually even find what I want. And you know what the real kick in the ass is? When I finally find what I want and I click on it, a damn freaking pop-up comes up for freaking like baskets. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I Here I am on the website. And then the problem is, is they make the X in the corner so freaking small that you could barely even click on it. And God forbid you're on a phone. You try to throw my fat thumb on that on that damn X, I can't get it to close. So I'm pushing and pushing. And actually what I wind up doing is shutting down the freaking uh, browser. And then I got to start all over again. It's insane. So the whole point of this whole thing is this, is that you're constantly bombarded. Like the internet, I would think, is for the most part, most people's primary source of information other than maybe watching TV. But I'm going to say the internet is pretty much everyone's primary source for to get information. And believe me, the people behind the ads and marketing of products and articles and all sorts of shit want you to click on their crap. They know it and they're good at it. And they're good at luring you into clicking on their shit because it means someone is making money somewhere. But the point I'm trying to make is this, is that you're bombarded with all of this information that's negative. None of it's good. There's really nothing of it, in my personal opinion, is adding value to your life. Uh, And it sucks. And the thing is, is that every time you want to get on or get on, listen, I'll be the first to admit, I click on some of this shit. All right, I admit, I click on most of the shit. And I regret it afterwards. It's kind of like having that piece of cake and you regret yourself. You regret for eating the cake afterwards. You're like, oh, I felt really good eating it. Now I feel like total shit after I actually ate it. It's the same damn thing. I felt really good clicking on it, expecting that I was going to see something or read something. And for the most part, I'm disappointed. And then I realized, like, what a boob. I could have focused on something positive instead of, you know, reading about, you know, who Kim Kardashian's dating. I mean, how many kids her and Kanye West are having now? I I don't know. But... The point is, is that, you know what, the more you do this, I think the more you have a tendency to adot- adapt, I should say, negative thoughts and negative crap because that's all you're surrounded by. You know, there's a famous quote from motivational speaker, Jim Rohn, that pretty much says that you're the average of the five people that you associate with. And it's true because I found that out in a workplace environment that you are. So you think about it. If the internet's the one damn person you're associating yourself with, how positive do you think you are right now. It's crazy. So, there's a lot of negative stuff. So, you got, I think the thing is, is that sometimes you don't realize that, holy shit, I'm looking at all this negative stuff. And no wonder why I'm pissed. No wonder why I'm angry. No wonder why I want to click on TMZ and find out what the hell's going on, like, celebrity wise. It's because, like, I'm totally surrounded by this information all the time when I just want to find out the score of who won the hockey game last night or whatever, you know? I don't think we even realize it. And you know, another thing too, which was a big eye opener for me is that now like I'm diving more into social media and uh, specifically Instagram, I noticed that like obviously getting followers is huge, you know, and then there's some people it's like you could have a lot of followers, but it really doesn't mean anything like, you know, I could follow you, you can follow me and it's just a number, right? But even more so than the actual premise of followers and the whole science behind getting people to follow you and whatever, it's the follow part. That I think maybe some people are missing. Is that when you go on to stuff like that. Like Instagram. You're hitting the same freaking button with the same damn word all the time. Follow, 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 follow. That's great. Because you know that if you hit follow. Someone's going to follow you. And before you know it. The only word that's been pumping into your head. Pretty much day in and day out. and When you can't sleep at night. Or first thing when you get up in the morning before you even get out of bed, you're checking Instagram to find out what the hell happened while you were sleeping and you realize it's another motivational quote or it's another something that you've seen probably a thousand times over or recycle from somewhere. You're like, Holy shit. I got to follow that dude. Follow, follow, follow. How many followers do I have before you know it? That's the primary word stuck in your head. I think maybe subliminally. And all you're doing is following. You know, I was wondering if like they had a, like a button that said like lead or I know they have an unfollow button, but Like, I don't know. How many people probably feels uncomfortable to actually press unfollow? Like, I'm going through, like, my Instagram account, and I'm trying to figure out, like, if people aren't following me and they're not following, like, the podcast, I probably should unfollow them, right? So for me to actually go in and do it, it just feels weird. I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, and I have really kind of, like, limited experience on Instagram, but it just feels weird. So I'm kind of, like, ingrained to this, like, follow thing, too. And before you know it, I'm like start talking to myself, and the word that keeps popping up in my head follow. I wonder why, because I'm spending all my time on Instagram, you know, and I realize it hasn't done anything for me. Well, I can't say it hasn't done anything. I actually really enjoy it, and I have fun. There's a lot of good people who have given me some really good uh, feedback, and, and some posting some stuff, and I've had a lot of fun with it, which is great, but, you know, it just made me think about, you know, some of the things that were throwing into our head because you know what we're so concerned about the things that we throw into our body right there's so much crap on nutrition out there and it's a lot of it's good stuff a lot of it's not so good stuff but we'll spend the extra time finding that latest diet or something that's gonna get us to where we want to get to physically and we'll spend the extra time you know buying our supplements and doing whatever we need to again get to where we want to get to physically but when it comes to like clicking on shit we don't care I'll just click on this. I'll just click on that. So you may be like really healthy physically, but you may be not so healthy mentally, which leads me into the power of your thoughts. Now, it's definitely easy to go to Negative Town because I am a frequent visitor of Negative Town, and listen, they accept me with open arms every time, and sometimes it's very hard to leave. And I get it. I get it. But you know what? When you start making a point to funnel good shit into your head, whether it be a good book, whether it be a good podcast, whether it be a good... Uh, anything, a good article, those are the things that you have to be consistent with. Just like you want to go to the gym and lose weight and hit the treadmill, and you, but you got to do it every day. You got to be consistent. Or whether it is whatever it's you want to do, if you want to master yoga, if you want to be a better cyclist, all those different things. You just got to be consistent with all those different things, right? And just as you're putting those that time and effort into your physical health, it also requires that time and effort to put into your mental health. And it's it's especially when you're in a dark place or you're in negative town. You know, and you need to get yourself out of it. You know, it's kind of like you're at the casino table and you just keep betting knowing that, you know, there goes next month's rent. But you're still going to do it because there's that opportunity because it just feels good. You know, so maybe feels good to see, holy shit, what I may find out something like the whole gossip thing. But you realize afterwards it was a complete waste of time and that you're probably going to get kicked out of your apartment. But I think the point is, is just getting those good vibes, good information and Positive stuff into your head, especially when you're not necessarily the most positive. You know, reading a good book, listening to something motivational, uh, doing whatever it takes to kind of just consistently do that. And before you know it, you know, you're going to start surrounding yourself with that information and you're going to start becoming more positive. You're going to start seeing a change. You're not going to be so pissed off or so angry or so you're going to be thinking about things differently, whatever information you're seeking out. That's the information that hopefully you're going to wind up, you know, is going to be coming out on the back end. You know, that's going to be the result. You know, you can be putting good, good stuff in and you'll be getting good stuff out. So, you know, I'm going to tell you from a professional, like negative person at times, especially coming from uh, a career in law enforcement, I try in order to maintain some balance. And so that wasn't stressed out of my mind. I needed to do that, and I'm going to tell you that it does work, and it's hard. It's just like my wife trying to get me to to meditate. I'm like, how am I going to stay? My mind goes a mile a minute. How am I going to actually sit here and breathe and just focus on one thing? And you realize it takes practice. It takes time, and you're going to start thinking about other shit. You're going to be in the middle of doing your you know breathing, and holy shit that the Yankees win last night, and then you're like, oh, shit. I got to start over again. Then you, you know, you sit in your pose, you calm yourself, you start breathing, and then you go for thirty seconds before you're like, Holy shit. I really have the urge to get on Amazon right now. So it's kinda like it I don't know, it's just practice. It takes time. But I think the whole point is is just start filling your head with some good stuff, because good things will come out. On that note, I'd like to shift gears and discuss something that's kind of been like in our face for quite some time now, and it just doesn't seem to be going away. Uh something that's actually creating or has been a very huge issue and it's getting worse and what I'm talking about is school safety more specifically the school shootings that are going on which it seems like every week there's another school shooting somewhere in our country and I don't really kind of like talking about stuff that is like has to do with potential politics and people's stance on certain things whether it's gun ownership or gun control or or things of that nature but one thing I did want to talk about at least from Maybe like a law enforcement point of view and personal professional experience is that I don't necessarily think that the solutions that are being put out there to handle this problem are realistic, and I don't know if many people feel that controlling guns and or maybe putting uh, metal detectors in schools is going to solve the problem. The problem is a lot more deep and a lot more bigger than most people think, and. I think a lot of times people blame bullying and blame a variety of different things on why these kids are now going into these schools and killing people. And one of them having access to weapons that, you know, would allow them to walk in and and kill a lot of kids and teachers and so on. The issue is this. Now, the weapons are part of the issue and them having access to those weapons is part of the issue and the type of weapons they are. I understand that. But the issue is a lot bigger than that. You know... I think a lot has to be put a lot of blame has to be put on the adults here. And I don't think I don't think I've everyone heard anyone talk about the adults as part of this equation. Because ultimately we're the ones that bear the responsibility for teaching these kids the right things, the right way to go about getting through the challenges that life throws our way. And I think what happens is is that in addition to kids sometimes checking out of being social or maintaining social skills, I think we as adults have completely let the kids do whatever the hell they want. You know, we demand less, we expect less. You know, we go out of our way to make life easier for our kids. And then all of a sudden, when something bad happens, we shift the responsibility from ourselves to. St- To to the school, to the government, to whoever who's not doing their job, but we don't look at ourselves and say, what responsibility do we bear as adults into this whole equation? Because the kids are kids. When kids get bullied and kids have problems and kids are having issues, we need to address those issues, but it's easy as adults to not address those issues and get caught up in all the other nonsense that takes place here in our world today. And I think that's what we're talking about. That is the bigger issue here. The issue is not necessarily that these kids have access to weapons and they're going in there and they're killing people. But the kids are, listen, the kids didn't all of a sudden wake up one morning and say, hey, I want to go and I want to shoot up a school. Or I want to go and I want to kill people. It's a lifetime of issues and problems and things that have never got addressed. Things that people have cast a blind eye to and refuse to be an adult about it, and actually figure it out with their kids. If they're getting bullied in school, if they're having self-esteem issues, if they're, if whatever it is, if they're not feeling accepted, instead of turning around or turning, up, turning a blind eye to those kids, but supporting them and moving them in the right direction, and getting them to think differently. Because what happens is, is that these problems don't have a tendency to go away. And what happens is, is that these things have a tendency to grow to the point where shit like this is happening that kids get to the point of having these feelings and these thoughts to where they want to shoot up a school, where they want to hurt someone. And it drives me nuts sometimes to see just a bunch of people comment about what the solution is without actually looking back at maybe where all these problems started. You know, relationships with others, specifically the adults in their life who should be guiding them and and pointing them in the right path. And, um, it just kind of drives me crazy because I, you know, I've, I've telling this from experience where I've been, you know, people sometimes expect the police or whoever it is that's looking for help or, or who's coming and intervening in people's lives to give them some help, a solution for a lifetime of problems in, in one sitting. And it just doesn't work that way. We can't solve a lifetime's worth of problems in one visit or one sit down or one conversation these are things that take a lot of time and when you don't have someone in those kids life that's giving them the tools to succeed or the tools to think positive or the social skills to interact with others or whatever it is or the problem solving skills shit like this happens and listen our Are the weapons and having access to weapons a part of the issue? Yeah, I can see where that's definitely a part of the issue. But the issue is bigger and deeper than just that. And those remedies to try to fix this are just a temporary or just like a reaction to a bigger problem. So that's not really what I call proactivity. Proactivity would really be looking at the root of the problem and addressing the root of the problem. Now, is is the issue bullying? Maybe, but how does it get to that point? What are the where are the parents doing? Did bullying just happen yesterday? Where are the administrators taking uh, action and helping the kids that need to be helped? But instead of just pushing people along and ignoring the gorilla in the room, it's crazy. It's nonsensical. I just I see this stuff every day. And I just think a a new different approach needs to be taken to addressing what the hell is going on. Because to be honest, it's just not working and it's happening way too much to the point where it's like, this, this shit's got to stop. But then again, it's a culmination of this new method of, you know, I think leaving these kids to hang and it's a shame because we're the ones that are suffering, you know, It's just like, you know, we take on the responsibility of being adults and having control over kids, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher or whatever. And we just don't address anything because we're more afraid of getting sued. We're more afraid of if we say the wrong thing, we're going to wind up on the Internet or the TV or whatever the case may be. And we don't do shit. Meanwhile, problems fester and they grow. And shit like this happens. So I don't know. I think the change has got to start somewhere. And I think people need to start taking responsibility for being adults because I don't want to place all the blame on the kids. I'm not, they're kids. They're kids. Keep that in mind and I think maybe we'll have a clearer picture where the real problem is. You know, one of the last things I wanted to talk about, which I think is very relevant to a couple of the previous topics about the internet and school safety and bullying and all that stuff is the development of social skills. Now, what I mean by that is, is that I think a lot of kids nowadays, they're growing up with their nose and their eyes into a phone, a tablet, a computer, an Xbox, a PlayStation. And they're not out there playing, and they're not out there associating and mingling with other kids, and learning social skills, how to react and, and exist in group settings, and all that stuff. They're too busy looking at what's on their phone and on the internet. And the thing, too, is... I mean, listen, there's a lot of positives that technology brings to, quote unquote, make our lives easier. Uh, and I've embraced some of those things. But really, like for kids growing up on this stuff, it's like, what's going to happen like later in life when they actually have to like associate and talk to people and develop relationships and work out and work through relationships and, and the things that come with that? You know, they're, they're not going to be able to do that because they isolated themselves behind a piece of of equipment technology, a phone, a computer, and so on. Like, you know, are they going to know how to shake hands, go for a job interview, speak in front of a large group of people, being able to actually have a meaningful conversation with someone, you know, being able to relate to someone's emotions, uh, talk about their thoughts, and so on. Like, how are they going to be able to do this? I mean, listen, I'm not saying every kid that's grown up in this age is doing that, but I think a lot of the social skills plays into this whole huge issue with schools and, and the internet and all this other nonsense, because really like, are they really developing the skills that they need to survive or make an impact or, or are we just going to pretty much begin to have all conversations going to be like, no, not face to face anymore. Either everything's going to be done over a phone, over a computer or whatever, and we're going to lose that face to face contact you know, I got to be honest. I I really value having a sit down and speaking with someone face to face, or rather over the phone. You know, I actually have um, been able to uh, work with some really great people on a coaching level. And I got to be honest, I think one of the things that I always say is like, you know, one of our sessions is going to be face to face, and then we could do the second one over the phone, because I think there's really a value of speaking with someone face to face, looking somebody in the eye, shaking their hand, seeing their emotions. I mean, there's the body language stuff which i talked about in a previous episode is like really important but you're never going to notice that behind a phone or behind a, a you know a gaming console or whatever so it's just something to think about because i think that that's going to be a like a larger issue too and instead of trying to like put a band-aid on these bigger pro- or these problems that we encounter involving kids i think we really need to take a step back and look at the big picture because uh, it's only going to get worse and that's going to suck big time So on that note, in the words of Johnny Walker, and no, I'm not talking about the whiskey, but just that really awesome guy that I used to work with, used to always tell me as he walked out the door, I'm hitting the hot and dusty, player," And sure enough, I'm out hitting the hot and dusty. If you don't know what it means, check it out on the internet. Just be careful what you click on. But anyway, I enjoyed this episode very much. I had a lot of fun with it, but also I'm hoping... uh, it made sense and maybe opened some people's eyes about some of the stuff that they're actually putting in their head and they're clicking on the internet and so on. So, before I'm out of here, I just come to you with a quick heartfelt request. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, if you could please uh, shoot over to iTunes and uh, subscribe to it if you haven't already. And if you could leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. The reason for it is this is that in order to get like recognized on iTunes and hopefully get other people to discover the White Tiger podcast, I have to get more people to subscribe and leave reviews. And I think what happens is is that when the reviews are there and people subscribe or the more people that subscribe, it actually kind of moves up the chain. I don't know whatever algorithm that Apple has, but it hopefully will move up the chain and more people will be able to recognize it when they're looking for a podcast to listen to. So, um, But obviously, I can't do that without your help, so I would really appreciate it if you could take a couple of seconds and do it. If you follow me on Instagram, I will put a link in my bio that you can click on and it should take you right to iTunes. So it would be greatly appreciated uh, if you could do that because we can all do it together. And hopefully my goal is is that maybe the more people that listen uh, and enjoy it, maybe take something positive away from it or at least maybe kind of spark a different way of thinking. Uh, or maybe just get pissed off with something I'm saying and want to say something of their own or whatever. But in order to get it out to people and make an impact, I could use your help. So thank you. One last thing, I'm going to leave you with a really good quote from Buddha. And the quote is... The mind is everything, what you think you become. Catch you later.
1: Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com.